Hello, everyone, nationwide, worldwide, galaxy-wide. However far this podcast was to reach, I'm Ricky Baez, co-host of the HR Talk Podcast, flying solo today. JC is still on family duty, and I am talking to you from the beautiful A1A Beachfront Studios here in beautiful Orlando, Florida, and boy, it has been a heck of a week, folks. A lot is happening, a lot's going on. JC will be back with us here in a couple of weeks. I believe this first or second week in June, I'm going to be out of commission for a little bit. I'm going to be over in um, in Europe, I'm going to be doing a family cruise over there. I know JC keeps making fun about all the vacations I take, but I haven't taken one in a long time. So... And a long time is about eight months. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll be out of commission from the 25th of May until around June 6th. That's when I'll be back. And then that week, JC and I will be back live. In the meantime, folks, in the meantime, you are in for a treat today. You're in for a treat because today I'm talking to the one, the only Joy Brooker. And let me tell you about Joy. I first found out about her. I was I was in bed one night, you know, watching TikTok, and I saw this TikTok account where this lady puts on this heart costume and she does singing telegrams um, into offices and she does these videos, puts it online. They are so much fun to watch. She is a great singer. She does such a good job at it that it captured me. But it it was <laughs> it was the title that caught me. The title was doing singing telegrams so I don't starve and boy that captured me and next thing you know i'm watching all of these all of these uh all of these videos she does she goes in and she's either doing a birthday or some kind of a celebration to all these unsuspecting folks so um i reached out to her uh, to her and we had a great conversation and now she's on the show so without further ado folks this is joy brooker check it out I have the pleasure and the honor to have on with us Miss Joy Brooker. Joy, how in the world are you, my friend? What's up? I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah? I won't say rad this time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We started recording earlier, right? And you said, you know what? You're pretty rad yourself. And I paused because I'm like, I've never been called rad before. And I started to go down this rabbit hole. For the people who were born in their 80s, what does that mean? And I'm like, what? So I had to stop recording because that made no sense. So anyway, rad. I've got... Yeah, when did that come about? That's not... I thought rad was a 90s thing. I thought rad was like... Word up, you know, or I don't know. Is that? Oh 90s no, I was. I don't know. So I was raised in the eighties and nineties. So because you know, I was uh-huh. born. I was born in the late seventies. And uh, to me, rad is what surfers said. Like in the eighties, when something was rad, um, the surfers over in California. Okay, yeah, because that's like surfer culture, right? I mean, did that that really took off in the eighties, right? Well, I mean, it, the Beach Boys was kind of well. They've been around for a while, so yeah, but, they've but, been around for a but while. But we're not but... here to define rad. We're not here to talk about the Beach Boys. We're here to talk about you, Joy. So, for everybody who doesn't know who you are, why don't you tell the audience what is it that you do? Of course. So I, um, I don't really want to call myself like a social media influencer ish, but. I do singing telegrams for a living and I post them on social media for people's enjoyment. 
<laughs> and it's a very rewarding, albeit unusual career. Mm-hmm. Um, I deliver maybe upwards of 30, 40 telegrams a week. Wow. And it has garnered me a following of almost a million across all platforms. And um, I've had a lot of wonderful opportunities since then and met some amazing people and been on some rad podcasts. <laughs> I should add. Well, you've been on America's Got Talent, right? Or can I not say that yet? Yes. Can I say that? Okay. You can. Okay, so right. I am allowed to say until the premiere on May 30th, then I can talk about it. Um, I'm allowed to say that I was selected to audition in front of the celebrity judges. Nice. But as far as the outcome goes, I can't really talk about much of the process of the outcome, but I will say it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. And I'm glad I did it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's... Okay, so let me ask. I'm going to go down that rabbit yeah. hole. I mean, you know, for somebody from the outside looking in, I'm thinking, well, you do sing in telegrams. You're you used to be in front of people, right? Right. How how are these judges? I guess because they're celebrities, you're on camera. Mm-hmm. I can see why it could be, you know, it it's it, it's scary, but oh yeah, it's, well, yeah. I think it's because when I do the telegrams day to day, most of these people I don't know, I've never met before in my life. You know, mm-hmm. they're strangers to me. So there's that disconnect I'm able to have, go in, just do my job and leave. And nine times out of 10, I will probably never see these people again. Yeah. Or if I run into them, it'll be, you know, on the street or in a store or whatever. Yeah. But as far as that goes, I mean, Simon Cowell is somebody I've been watching religiously since I was a teenager mm. on every competition show, X Factor, American Idol. And he's and he's tough. Yeah, he is. You know, he's he's notorious for being a real tough cookie to crack. And so um, knowing all of that and just thinking about the fact that I have been watching this show for so long and now I'm going to be the one standing on the red X, that's a lot to process. And it was so much to process in order to survive it, um, the whole ordeal. You kind of have to dissociate a little bit, and uh, uh, and and just kind of like <laughs> cannonball. <laughs> and that's what I did. Um, and the outcome is anybody's guess. I get to I get to see how it all turned out because I don't know. I, well, I don't oh, really know. They keep I'll, you guys in the dark too, huh? They well, do. Well, point. you know, there's the editing and all of that and the way they kind of piece the story together. And um, I filmed for about 12 hours. So it was a, it was a really long day, but um, I mean, it was, it was something that I am extremely lucky to have gotten to do. Not everybody gets that opportunity. Um, And it gave me a peek into the world of reality television Ah. Uh, but I can't wait to talk about, (laughs) (laughs) but it it was, I mean, it was a really, it was a really, really cool experience and I still can't believe that it happened. Like I, I don't really think it sunk in for me because it happened not even six weeks ago. So So I'm still reeling from it. So let's talk how you got there because how I found you and, and, and this is one of the things I joke around on the show and in my classes and with my clients is I joke around that if you hate sleep, 
and you just hate the notion of putting your bed down on a comfortable bed and just hate sleep, you just start watching TikTok videos. And that's what I was doing. And yeah. I'm, um, I'm watching these TikTok videos and it's like midnight or something. And my wife has already been passed out and I come across your page and you get straight to the point. You're like doing singing telegrams so I won't starve. And I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty out there. And I'm like, what's this about? And I saw the first one, and I my wife woke up because I was laughing because you you videotaped yourself. You dress as a heart for the people who hasn't seen it, guys. You you gotta look it up. Joy Brooker B R O O K E R. Uh, I mean, I found her on TikTok, and it is hilarious. You you go out there and you sing your ass off. Because I'm thinking, I mean, this is something that was done back in the day. And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, here's somebody bringing back. And you don't just do a show. You do a show because you you can sing, girl. So do you have a background in singing? I do. So okay. I've been a – well, I've been singing ever since I could, really. But I was classically trained when I was in high school and college. Nice. Like I okay. sang – I sing like Latin and Italian and French and German. And, and so um, it's just really funny to me how much my parents poured into this serious music education. And here I am with, this is my career of choice. It's just quite hilarious to me. And, but for, for at least for me during the performances, I have struggled with perfectionism before And I recognize that I may not like sound my best during the telegrams because I'm jumping around and moving, Mm -hmm. but to deliver the the comedic value of it, you kind of have to forego perfection and just, you know, like go with the enthusiasm and and the comedy part of it. Chris Farley is a huge inspiration when it comes Ah. to with me doing my telegrams and and Robin Williams as well. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Now, yeah. you know what? I have a sample. I have a sample. I'm going to play one. This one is called, yeah, Doing Singing Telegram So I Don't Starve Part 8. Now, this one, let me tell you, this one right here got 7.7 million likes and 1 million shares. Now, for the people, people can't see it, but you can hear it. Check it out. something about his hair and you was rhyming all these things so walk me through when somebody calls you when somebody calls Uh you right what's the method to the madness because you got to get information about them right so what questions do you ask so you can create this semi-custom song for them so in that specific instance that kind of set the blueprint for how i do the ones i do now that whole instance okay um his wife reached out to me and asked me to do right said Fred. 
And she said, is there any way we can change the lyrics to kind of apply to Craig in particular? And she said, I want you to make fun of the fact that he's bald. (laughs) And she said, and she said, you even have permission to rub his head. And I was like, I don't know if I'll go that far, but I did. You did. I saw you. (laughs) She was there. She was the one who recorded that video, actually. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll change these lyrics and I'll see what I can do. Cause she, she just gave me a bunch of information about him and she was like, go ham, embarrass him. And I want, I want you to include this in it. So I was like, okay. So I had kind of thrown some lyric substitutions around like on the way there. I, there's not a lot of like, um, pre-planning that goes into it. I'm a big fan of improv and off the cuff. So I will have like a tiny little, um, idea of what I want to sing. But when I get there, a lot of it really is kind of off the cuff. And that line about the hair, I thought of that one kind of out of the blue. So I was, (laughs) I was really happy that it worked out. I, I was just thinking, how can I make fun of him being bald? And then I was like, too sexy for his hair. That's why it's not there. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. So now I have a lot of people that um, will be like, hey, I want you to do the same thing. So what I'll do is I'll ask, do you have any inside jokes between the two of you? Any embarrassing moments? Any noteworthy kind of landmarks in your relationship that you think would be funny to address? And so they will give me really hyper-specific info and then pick uh, an artist or a song that the receiver really likes. Like the other day I got a request for um, an ACDC song. I think it was like Thunderstruck and it was about some guy turning like 60 or something. And so I will just take their favorite song and then take all the information I'm given, just jumble a bunch of stuff together. And then I'll, I'll cough out a song that's, that's very specific to them and um, hopefully entertaining, <laughs> but that's kind of how we do it I'll it's a really hands-on process when somebody comes to me it used to not be but that's because well I was working my other job and that took up so much of my time but now that this is my main gig I love that I'm able to sit and do like a consultation with a person who's getting it and be like how can I make this as special and um unique to you as possible and that to me is a little bit different than how I've seen telegrams done other places where they just have a song list and you pick the song and then somebody dresses up like Elvis and shows up, you know, where it's just kind of like, Oh, okay, we get it. Um, I, I want mine to have a little bit more of something special than that. So, so in this one, it's so in this particular video, well, actually, I think all of them, you're dressed as a heart. And yeah. I crack up laughing, Jory. And here's why. Hopefully, you won't take this the wrong way. You watch Saturday no. Night Live? Yeah. Have you seen when Justin Timberlake is the uh, is the uh, the, the yes. milk? Is it the milk thing? Come and, on down to yes, yes. So, <laughs> so he can do anything in that outfit. That outfit is just hilarious. And you remind me of that because you're dressed as a heart. Not mm-hmm. not like not like a Valentine's Day heart. Like a really close interpretation of the anatomy of a heart. So yes. I have to ask, why a heart? And why that kind of a heart? So to be honest, yeah. most things I think of, really don't have that much depth behind it. I'm a very (laughs) impulsive person. So people have been so befuddled over this heart costume. They're like, there must be 
a deep reason for this. And truthfully, I was doing these as Valentine's Day telegrams. And the first year I dressed up as Cupid. And the next year I thought, I want to dress up as a heart. But I was like, I want to take it a step further. And I want to be an anatomically correct heart and just kind of throw (laughs) people off a little bit. And so for some reason, that costume just stuck. And um, people started contacting me for telegrams outside of Valentine's Day. They were like, we love those so much. Can you please come and deliver this birthday telegram? And it's fine if you wear the heart costume. And I was like, okay. So I just started becoming known as the singing heart locally. That's your Um, brand. That's your brand now. Children will point at me and be like, mom, that's the singing heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so – yeah, like it's I hate that I wish I had like a deeper reason to give you like, you know, well, it's it's because I, you know, I've, I've been telling people like sometimes I'll just say stuff like, well, I live with my whole heart. I'll give people a different reason every time because, you know, the real reason isn't that exciting, but it has become in a way my personal mascot because I, I am a person that lives very wholeheartedly. So mm-hmm. it makes sense, you know, um, and I'm here, I am here to spread love, but um, I think my favorite part of the heart costume is people assuming I'm like a, a steak. I've gotten like a bottle of ketchup. Someone said, I thought you were a bucket of popcorn or a ribeye. Oh my God. Know, I like, no, I can see the steak, a raw steak. Right? Oh yeah. A raw yeah. steak with all the marbling there and everything. <laughs> so that's very amusing to me as well. It's just watching people argue about what I am and not answering. Not like not. You should have like a poll, a poll of, you know, to see who gets it. You know, you know, you might get five million more views with that one. So so hold on, because I want to come back to something. I want to come back to something you said that that clip that I just played. So you Mm -hmm. said the lady, the 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 spouse of the person you was singing to was recording. And that was the blueprint. So. You yes. didn't mean for that to be recorded. You didn't mean for that to go out and blow up the way it did, right? It just happened no. organically? Yes. Talk to me about that. So I had been delivering telegrams um, for about three years before that okay. happened. And it was really just another day at work. Um, I It hadn't really, like, taken off. Yeah. I had maybe, like, one or two deliveries a week. And... Um, And so I just remember I was like really upset that day about something. I think, I think it was something work related and I was just not in a very good mood. And I had had like two or three cups of cold brew and I just, I just went into the delivery really pumped up and just like, okay, let's, let's do this. And, um, you know, walked in there, did not expect it to be a conference table of people. I thought it, I was just going to be delivering to one person. Oh, that's how it usually you didn't is. think you was going to have an audience? No. Oh, wow. I had okay. no clue. Right. Usually it's just them at their cubicle or it's, you know, they bring them out into the lobby or something. Yeah. But this was like a big deal. Like I walk in there and I just see like a conference table full of people. <laughs> and before my fight or flight can kick in, I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to do this song and I'm just going to. Because that coffee had already kicked in yeah. at this point. I was sheer adrenaline. So I was like, let's do this. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's what made it go viral is because in that moment, I truly did not care. Yeah. I did not care. I I just let the freak flag fly. And um, let the I really freak think that- flag fly. That I is going to be the name so- of this episode. I love it. <laughs> 
Well, maybe not, but I like, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I was so just done and frustrated. I had like negative $24 in my bank account. I was just at the end of my rope. Yeah. And I, days before that, I had, I had cried about how I felt like I was going nowhere and I just didn't really feel like I was having the same success that I saw other people having. And I felt like I was at a dead end. So I basically channeled all of that frustration <laughs> and just gave gave it my all. And then when I posted it, because I w- would post them, you know, every so often. Yeah. And I just decided to post that one. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a risk. And within an hour, I watched it go from zero to a million views. And I was like, okay. In an hour. In an hour. I was like, all right, buckle, wow. buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> That's and right. I have not slowed down since. Like I, I made <laughs> more money in a single month than I would make in like six months at wow. my old serving job. So, so let's so let's talk about that real quick because I'm interested mm-hmm. in hearing what 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 led you down this path. Right. So it, it, it's if you can talk about it, it, it's what 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 happened? What told you to say, I got to do this? I mean, other than not starving. Right. Because I don't want you to starve. Nobody right. wants you to starve. Right? Oh, yeah. But 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 what what was it that said this is something I want to do and leave your old job? What happened? I think it was when I didn't have a choice. What I think it it was just like the dam had burst yeah. at that point. And I was treading water it was like it went from nothing to just whoosh. and so I didn't have a choice but to quit my job it, I was so busy that the money I was making for my marketing job I, it didn't really matter yeah. anymore because the majority of my income was coming from me working for myself mm-hmm. so I kind of reached just a tipping point at work where I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to use this as a crutch there. And it's just was so neat to see something that truly was a side hustle become very quickly. My main source of income with little to no, I want to say like advertising, huge advertising effort from me because it, uh, it really came about naturally people will post my videos and the way kind of my job advertises itself is really special Mm -hmm. because I don't have to spend a lot of money on advertising and I I don't have to put a lot of money into billboards or ads or anything like that because the videos are my ads. Yeah. I mean, that's how it caught my attention. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think it was that one because I'm like, it, it's like, again, the heart thing and not starve. But I'm really fascinated with it's people's jump from a W2 employee, bringing it back to HR to a 1099, mm-hmm. not necessarily 1099, but to to you being your own boss. When you mm-hmm. first made that switch, that had to have been scary. Right. I mean, that 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 was a scary decision to make, I assume. For sure. Well, my parents or my my dad and grandfather were businessmen and they owned a, a dealership and I was never really one that was fascinated with the business world when I was a child. I was yeah. very much right-brained uh okay. you know, theater and and drama. 
And it's so theater and drama. No, no, no way, Joy. All people, I didn't guess from the everything about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's so neat because I'm having to switch these places in my brain that think, well, business is for for the men yeah. or for adults. Yeah. And it's like I'm an adult. I'm a businesswoman now. Yeah. And I'm having to to really retrain my brain into thinking. Okay, how am I going to start documenting uh, what I spend and, and what I invest in my business? Like, I have to start stating receipts. I have to file for an LLC. I have to start thinking about this in terms of I'm an entrepreneur now. Yeah. And I never thought that I would say that. Yeah. It, and I didn't push myself into this position. The universe put me here. So I don't have a choice but to say yes. And I don't have a choice but to step up because yeah. I would be an idiot. If I didn't, like, everything is set in place for me to succeed. It's like this jumping off point. And if I didn't jump, I would be making the biggest mistake of my life. So I have to think in terms of now now I am a businesswoman. And the business world is for somebody like me. It, It is for the creative and the artistic. It's not all about number. I mean, it is about numbers as well. But... What people are really interested in investing in and purchasing is an experience yeah. and and um, one that's unique and fulfilling. People want fulfillment. And I am really glad that I have something that not only gives people an experience and elicits a positive emotion, but it fulfills people. Yeah. And if I can sell something that does all three without having to try too hard or pander and and make it you know i don't have to be dishonest it just is what it is and so i i really believe in what i'm selling and therefore it's easy for me to sell so this is something i want people to really hone in and listen because you said something that 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 really stands out to me you said in that in that clip that i played that you was not feeling your best you was having some issues you know with 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 mm-hmm. something that happened at work but you just said F it. I'm going to do my thing and just let it all fly. And you, mm-hmm. you just let your heart take over. I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth, right? But there wasn't a strategic process. You just let your heart take over. Yes. And the reason I want to focus on that is because the, the day you decided to do that, somebody captured it. Somebody put it on. No, you put it online and mm-hmm. it blew up. So, to me, what that says is if you really want to go for something, anybody out there listening who is really stuck at their job, hates what they're doing, they really can't stand going into work just that one more day, but you got to do it because you got the bills, you got the the family. What I heard you say is follow your heart, follow your gut, and eventually yes. things will fall in place. Am I wrong there or yeah. you tell me? No, you are 100% right. And I think that throws off a lot of people who are a bit more analytical and strategic because they expected me to have a plan. They were like, how did you do this on purpose? And I have to give the very disappointing news that I really didn't. I followed my gut and I followed my heart and I'm a very um, lucky person in that neither one has really steered me wrong Mm. when I've sat down and actually really listened to it. Um, And I think, I think there's a difference between following your impulses and following your heart. Ooh, um, talk about that difference because that's really important. Right. Yeah. Your impulses are based on fear 
and they're based on uh, fulfilling an immediate need. It's not always what's truly best for you and what will give you peace. Mm. But your heart goes a little bit deeper than your um, initial impulses. And and again, those, from my experience, have been based off of anxiety and, yeah. and, and not being sure of the future. Um, but your heart always knows the right direction. And it really is is a com- compass. It's like an yeah. internal compass. And um, I mean... I think the point you have to get to is being willing to quiet down the distractions and eliminate the things that everybody's going to tell you are important, but aren't really that important. I think um, we, we know what people want at at the core. Like we know what makes us as people feel interconnected. And I think um, there's just so many voices and so many different ideas and and you know sell 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 yeah. sell you, you know going around especially in the business world there's a lot of jargon that's just really uh, overplayed and and oversaid and it's just the same old same old and and if you really follow your heart it will lead you beyond that into something deeper that people actually want but if you listen to impulse and fear and uh, you know oh i'm not gonna have enough money or like how are you know how are i've always found that that never really steers you in the right direction it causes you to make you know decisions but those decisions don't always play out and they don't always have integrity um and so i've chosen the path of integrity and it serves me really well it just sometimes takes a bit longer to get there is the thing and you have to be patient and 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 i I'm with you there. The patience has mm-hmm. to be there. And, you know, it's easier said than done, right? Because there's some people out there, I mean, not 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 to put your business out there or anything, but, you know, mm-hmm. some people have, like, spouse and kids. It, it, it's, it's, I don't know if that's the case with you or not, but. Oh, yeah. You, you, so, not she, with a. Yeah, I've been with the same person for four years. So, oh, yeah. good. So, so you know, you can't just jump ship that way. You got to talk to that person, and you have to think right. about the kids and what's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. did that conversation happen? Yes. So, um, my, my boyfriend, I don't want my man friend. I don't know. Boyfriend just sounds so. (laughs) So that is so 2005. My man. Um, we, he has always known that at least he has told me, these are his words, not mine, but he's basically told me like, you know, I've always known that you were destined for something very special and different. So he has told me that since he's met me, he's been preparing for this day. And this was something, yeah, this is something that he always knew would eventually happen. So he, um, he said it's not, it wasn't a matter of if it was just a matter of when. So he was already prepared and he has been incredibly supportive and um, extremely encouraging about it. He thinks it's just the coolest thing ever because we are very like-minded in that way. He is also, he had a business um, during COVID that unfortunately it didn't survive COVID. And, but he is like me and that he's very entrepreneurial minded and he's inspired by the work that I do and excited by the work that I do. And I think being with somebody who also has that mindset and isn't necessarily tied down to the, you got to work a nine to five, you got to work a regular office job. I think it would be more of a challenge for me if I was like somebody that thought differently than me. But because I'm, because I'm with somebody who we think very similarly in terms of how we want to make our money and how we want to 
live our lives and have our careers. Um, it definitely made it easier where he, there was no like jealousy or weird issues with that. There was nothing but support. That home support is crucial. It really is crucial. And then, yes. you know, when I, cause people ask me all the time, you know, because they want to be either consulting HR, consulting music, consulting business management. Then I tell them, look, you, you do whatever makes you happy. But talk to mm-hmm. your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your significant yes. other, because this is a full time job at home at work and at home. Right. And then mm-hmm. sometimes your spouse gets involved. You know, if I need some things that, that need to be filed, my wife gets involved. I got to send a couple of invoices when I'm away. She helps. Out. Now, mm-hmm. She has her her day job as well. But I mm-hmm. wanted to bring that in because, you know, you, you, you've had really good success with this and, and I could tell why, right? Again, I want to come back to you just letting, forget the strategic aspect of this and let's just focus on the core delivery on the service. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. ask you this. I want to ask you this and, 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 and look, let me know if you don't want to answer this. It's I get it. It's okay. <laughs> Have you ever done one of these and somebody got mad at you? Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Um, how did that work? I delivered, I delivered one on a Valentine's day. I don't remember what year it was, but the recipient was, I think he was the type that unfortunately had traumatic responses to embarrassment. Oh, And so he was not happy at all. And, um, of course for me, like I could tell during it that he was less than thrilled But because of, well, the integrity of of what I do, I had to finish the song, you know, and I just, I just finished it and didn't make like like a huge deal. Just basically said happy Valentine's day and left. And then just kind of, I didn't post that video. I was just, I didn't make a, yeah, yeah, I didn't make a huge deal out of it, but the thing is, is what whether or not I enjoy what I do doesn't depend on whether or not they enjoyed the performance. And oh, I know that sounds weird. That does sound yeah. weird, but it kind of makes sense, though. Right, because yeah. even if they didn't, if even if they didn't enjoy the performance, um, everyone around them did. Yeah, somebody did. <laughs> and um, also, there's just kind of this like guilt-free aspect of it for me, and that. I got paid to do a thing yeah. and no matter how that person reacts, the person who sent it is the one who paid for it. Yep. And I am, I am filling their order. So I can kind of have an emotional detachment okay. from it that until I can gauge whether or not they're really invested. Right. So I always like to approach it from a, from like a sense of emotional detachment until I can kind of gauge whether or not they're into it. If they're not into it, not a big deal. I just fill the order and I go my way because, you know, I, I made the money and it was just a job. Yeah. Um, but the ones who really enjoy it, then I kind of allow myself to really lean in and I give them a hug afterwards. And we have that moment of connection. You know, I've had people, give me a hug for two minutes straight and I have people run away from me. (laughs) So in either way, right. I I had a man today run away from me and I followed him into a closet and opened the door and sang Um, (laughs) today. That just happened. It was a doctor. And I said, doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got it. Yeah. His (laughs) wife loved it and he did not, but 
<laughs> I got to say, it's a great exercise for me to practice not letting what I do be dependent on how I feel. Because there are going to be some days where I am not going to be in the mood to deliver a telegram. I'm going to be, you know, sick or depressed and and I'm going to be worried about whether or not I can deliver that product. But this is a great training for me to basically teach myself, no matter if you're feeling it or not, you still got to have the same level of enthusiasm and joy and engagement as if it was the best day of your life. That is awesome. It's, yeah, and it's no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. It's it, it didn't start off that way. Like I started off like feeling hurt, you know, or slighted, like when people wouldn't enjoy the performances. Yeah. But I think repetition is everything. The more you do something, the more comfortable you're going to be doing it, and the less offended you'll be yeah. if you have a negative experience. I mean, you can always learn from the bad experiences. Like if, if, um, you know, I got some complaints, like I, I upgraded my balloons and my candy because, you know, somebody was like, well, getting them from the dollar tree is, is tacky. And I was like, you know, they're, they're kind of right. I'm going to upgrade the, the balloons that I get and I'm going to start adding packages to that. And so I take a constructive criticism when I need to, yeah. but I let kind of everything else fall by the wayside. I've had people call me annoying and obnoxious and, and uh, not funny and everything in between. And I just don't really let it affect me anymore. <laughs> so I got money, baby, you know? <laughs> you know what? It, it, you're right. You're doing what your heart tells you to do. Nobody mm-hmm. else should be able to determine how good or bad that is. Because at the end of the day, you're that only creator you have to listen to. Right? right. That way, you know, that, that way you know what you're doing. You know what's right for you. Now, mm-hmm. I, it, it's like. I don't know why this thought came to mind, but I could so see the federal government partnering with you, trying to get fugitives, right, to oh serve subpoenas, God. right? You go showing up uh, into somebody's house. I got a subpoena for you. Here you go. I can oh see you doing God. that. Sign, seal, delivered. It's yours. <laughs> oh, my God. I want 10%. I want 10% of that. I'm oh just saying. Oh, my gosh. The subpoena gram. Oh. <laughs> That could be like a that could be like a little branch off of like the packages that I offer. No, I'm you're gonna have to... a show with Dog the Bounty Hunter. You're gonna have a show with oh, them, right? <laughs> my I, I can picture you doing that. The possibilities here now. Hey, now we're in dangerous territory. You're, you're heard now... it here first, first, folks. That the HR Talk podcast, Joy Brooker is going to have a national television syndicated television show oh, where she shows up God. to fugitives' addresses and and just keep them entertained while Dog the Bonnie Hunter comes in through the back door and, and grabs them and takes them away. That could be oh, that would be such good television. You oh know, my it gosh. definitely would. You know, you I will be the talk step. of the town at the county jail. You got arrested with that with that heart lady. Yeah, I sure did. I could uh, I could replace that that guy on it to catch a predator, and it could just be. Oh me. my god! Could you imagine? Okay, now we're taking it higher. Not no deeper. Not now we're going deeper because um, they walk in thinking they're gonna do. Oh, I can't believe we're making fun of this. They're gonna walk in thinking they're gonna do what they think they're gonna do. You show right. up with a balloon and some honey buns because that's all they'll get in jail. Some honey buns, right? Get the road, Jack. Don't come back no more, no more, no more. 
far and then they leave and then the cops are there. Oh my god, then they get tackled <laughs> immediately afterwards, right? And yeah. as he's getting his rice reds in, my she was awesome. <laughs> Dang, I mean, do you do you do this for a living? Like I'm tired of God, that's great. Uh, Joy, mm-hmm. look, we could be here for hours. I mean, because it, it, it's, oh, yeah? it's, look, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come on the show. I got one more thing Absolutely. for you. One more thing for you. Sure. For everybody out there listening right now who are stuck in their jobs, they hate their job. They hate what they're doing on the day to day. And they just have this hidden talent. They have something that they really bring some joy, but they're just not executing on it. What's your message for them? I would say stop thinking about what you should be doing and think about what you really, really want to do. And I, and don't be so worried about appearing successful that you miss out on your version of wow. success and what that could be to you. And I think a lot of people are so caught up in the hustle because they want to look like they're doing well. Because we all have this fear of inadequacy and not being enough, not fitting in with our peers. We want to be accepted. And so a lot of people can, I think, fall into this trap of um, regurgitating corporate lingo and um, all this hustle mumbo jumbo because they think that it'll make them look interesting and um, successful. When the truth is sometimes success is found by doing the most odd thing. Yeah. And when you are so worried about fitting in and looking like everyone else, your brain is not calibrated to think of things that'll really make you money. And so you kind of have to be a little set apart and and a little willing to look stupid if you're really interested in, I think, finding success that will last a while. Um, and I say this as somebody where I've I've only been doing this for a couple months, but I've watched this play out over and over again and in, in stories from from successful people yeah. where they it was it was the unusual and it was the odd thing that that got them so popular. Look at that. Look and at I that. see that over and over again and, and, and it's it's the ones that don't look like everyone else. And aren't doing what everyone else is doing that are making the real moves. So, you know, don't don't be so worried about looking cool and, and fitting in and just appearing start doing successful it. that you just start doing it. Right. That's right. Awesome. Right. Dare to dare to look dumb. Dare to look dumb. Oh, look that one too. Wait a minute. I gotta write these down. What's it? Fly the freak flag. Right, dare to freak, look. Freak flag, flag, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Dare to look dumb. <laughs> dare to do, mm-hmm. no, because you're right. You're right. You know, if if you stop worrying about how you come across, you're really gonna gonna master the craft of coming across how you want to, right? If you stop Absolutely. worrying about it, right? So you, Absolutely. you're because right about that. Think, think about like when you're afraid of an animal. Like if Steve Irwin was afraid of animals, like they wouldn't have been so comfortable with him. Right. And he wouldn't have been the crocodile hunter. If you are so worried about what other people think of you, that shows that people have control over you Mm. and that you are afraid of people. And when you have, when you approach relationships from a place of fear, then they're not truly authentic. But when you eliminate that from your vocabulary and you eliminate fear from, um, from basically your space and you can approach relationships from a place of like, you know what, I don't care what you think and I'm good enough. 
oddly, that creates more connection with the people around you. That's right. And that allows you to really tap into what people need and create something that not only sustains and fulfills you, but fulfills others as well. So stop being so afraid of people and like letting people push you around, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's, it's great advice because, you know, it, it's very few things I'm afraid of in this world. But the one thing that I'm really terrified of, to be honest, Joy, is regret. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to get to the end and regret not doing something. And, there you, go. you, you mm-hmm. know, it, because, you know, the only thing you can never get back is time. Right. And, and, and you want to be able to to do as much of what you love in that short amount of time as possible. And you're definitely doing it. You're bringing it to a lot of people. And I'm really glad you're able to do that. And I'm able to see it. So the America's Got Talent episode, when does that air? May 30th. I I do have to say, um, I can't promise that I'll make air. But there's a strong possibility that I will be on the premiere. Well, so either whether you make it on there or not, I want mm-hmm. I want to talk to you again so you can talk to us through it. Talk to us higher when and what of happened. Course. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right. And what are some of the ways people can reach you? How can they find you, Joy? Sure. So my TikTok handle is the Joy Brooker Show. No spaces or anything. You can find me on there. Instagram, it's just joy.brooker. Facebook, you can just search my name and my profile will come up. You can communicate with me through Facebook Messenger or my email address, which is listed in all of my um, bios. So any platform, major platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you can find me on any of those and just follow me and uh, more to come. Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Joy Brooker, Thank you very much. Much success. And trust me, it's coming your way. It's coming your way. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so happy I got to do this. All right, folks, have a good one. Drive safe. Good night. All right, isn't she awesome? I mean, come on. She, it's just, I just love talking to her because, you know, I like what she said. Um, as soon as she decided to, to not worry about what people think to not worry about how she's coming across with that video clip that I played. That's when things started to really work for her. Right. And, and, and that's what I wanted everybody to really um, hone in on, right? That everybody's so focused, especially these days, if you're out there, you got this job or, or you don't, or maybe you got laid off and now you're looking for another job and you're trying to rate to make the right connections. We tend to change how we come across to make sure we have a better outcome. I mean, I'm not saying, to do that or not do that all i'm saying is authenticity sells and people respond to how authentic you are in your interaction this is a perfect example i'm going to have joy brooker's information all on the uh, notes pages that way you know how to get a hold of her and something else i wanted to let you guys know here at biasco learning world uh june 28th don't forget, Janine Crocky and I are going to be delivering Recruiting in 2023 and Beyond Strategies for Success. That is on June 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a free webinar to let you know all the ins and outs of recruiting. And now 2023 is halfway done, but recruiting, recruiting in 2023 and beyond. If you go to Biasco.com and then go to the Biasco Learning Classes, you see the link there to register. So, folks... That being said, it is that time. Thank you very much for listening. You be safe. 
And let us know how you feel. Let us know what you think about the show. Go ahead and read us on, on, on wherever you download the podcast, whether it's Apple Music, whether it's um, Spotify or Google Play. Go ahead and find us. Well, folks, have a good one. Drive safe. Good night.